Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast show with myself, Brad Simcox. Week four. Ah, week four. It was this time last year in week four where 20-plus strangers met up at Heathrow Airport and crossed the pond with a common goal in mind to witness what it was like to be, a Chief, be at the Chiefs game. Arrowhead Stadium on Monday Night Football. The Chiefs win that night with a, sec- with a last-second win against the Washington Redskins. Those strangers came back to the UK as a family with awesome memories in their back pocket that will never be forgotten. Now, a whole year on, the Chiefs are again on Monday Night Football, but this time on the road to Denver. Will the outcome be the same? I'm joined by the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo himself, Tom Childs, and the Manchester Titan, Dave Barnett. I thought you'd forgotten about us then. No, (laughs) No, I've had to add you in at the last minute, mate. I was going to say, you were like, uh, with myself, Brad Simcox, and let me go on this wildly uh, long in a monologue right now it, it, while I totally ignore Tom and Dave for the next five minutes. Yeah, it's my it's my hype train, mate. Well have you realised now that it's basically the Brad Simcox show and yeah, we're pretty, pretty much, much yeah, guests. We are. We're just guests. I was I was hoping that was gonna be like subtle. <laughs> yeah. There was nothing subtle about it, mate. No. <laughs> Welcome to our broad our heads abroad podcast with me, Brad Simcox, two other guys, don't care about them, their shit. <laughs> Forget them two. Yeah. <laughs> They're both <laughs> shit. You don't need them anyway. <laughs> no, no, you, you, you guys are the guys in the know, you see. I'm trying to put you on that kind of pedestal of these experts. Well, like the 1.5k YouTube subscriber pedestal that you're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, has it really been a year? I know, crazy, isn't it? It was, uh, it was October 2nd. Do you know why I know that? Because it's your anniversary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's crazy. I can't believe how... Quick it's been a year, isn't it? Forgiving his wife is. <laughs> yeah. I know. Crazy, mate. I mean, I know we keep going on about the, the trip over there and things like that, but it was just absolutely amazing. Um, I can't wait to get back over there one day. Just not on October the 2nd. Yeah. Just not on October the 2nd. Please don't pick week four again. How are you making it up to your um, estranged wife this year? Um, well, it's, it's a 10-year kind of sentence. Um, so yeah, I've got to make it up to her for at least another ten years. So, uh, well, it's nine years now. So nothing special planned. You just gonna, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> you just get my presence for another ten years. Is yeah, that, is that yeah. the prize? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, she's a lucky girl. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. I, t- I keep telling her that every week. Yeah, I think we're becoming one step closer to this widow's podcast. I think we're going to get. <laughs> I was going to say he's just going to be there, like, well, you know what? Like, I'm up late on Monday night, so let's. I'm probably going to be in bed early on Tuesday, so let's just not do anything for our anniversary. <laughs> no, yeah. can I? Can I just ask on this widow's podcast? Are we actually going to be present on this? No, we're just going to let them loose with mics. Oh my god! Really? Oh, so hang on, wait a bit. Does that mean you're not going to record this podcast on Tuesday? Who? You. Me? It's your, yeah, it's your anniversary on Tuesday, and we're going to have to record a podcast. Uh, 
He's going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, it depends how the game goes, I suppose, doesn't it? So, say let's let's say Pat Mahomes walks into Mile High, throws five again. touchdowns for 600 yeah. yards. Um, are you not going to be joining us on Tuesday night then? Um, is the, the Brad Simcox podcast going to be missing Brad Simcox? Uh, I was going to say, the fact that he's having to think about this for as long as he has done without actually giving an answer is somewhat terrifying. Yeah. He either has like the most understanding wife in the world or she is definitely sleeping with somebody else. <laughs> No, I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm, I might have to take a rain check on the podcast. I can't do it again, can I? This is well. That would have been three years in a row. <laughs> Why? What happened the year before? Uh, because I went to the Wembley game the year before that. I think it was oh, the it was... Jags t- oh, Titans. Was... No, Jags. I was gonna say we didn't play at Wembley that year. I no, no, I just went anyway. Just a random. <laughs> you booked tickets for a Wembley game on your anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I'm. We need to see, like, get your wife checked out by a medical professional because yeah. something's not right here. Yeah, and and also as well, because I was travelling down on a train, I actually forgot. I thought, oh my god, I'm going to send her some flowers or something. So I, I paid through the nose to get like a, 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 a that day delivery. You're an idiot. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm so lucky, Anna. I'm so lucky. You are. Yeah, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell her that, though. Don't tell her that. Uh, if she's not worked out for herself then maybe you know what <laughs> you deserve <laughs> each other <laughs> right okay alright all right, enough of the bashing bashing of the host do you mind I, I like how Tom's just let it slide because it's not him that's getting bashed for a change he's just I like uh, carry on <laughs> see if everyone forgets that it's usually me keep going do you know what I'm such a catch me you know you're uh... Really, really what, what like the science. Zika virus or Ebola <laughs> or what? Like. Anyway, let's talk about a Chiefs football, shall we? Uh, right. Is that going so, to be your dinner chat on Tuesday night with your wife? <laughs> let's talk Chiefs football. <laughs> let's talk the Broncos defense. <laughs> Maybe that's what you can do. You can record the podcast at dinner with your wife, and me and Dave will skip it. Do you yeah. know what? I might have problems. I might have a real big problem because. I just know that if I'm doing a toast or something, you know, like it's like you know, celebrating the anniversary and all that kind of thing, and I raise my glass and I go to the Chiefs, <laughs> <laughs> to my favourite person in the world, Andy Reid. <laughs> it might actually happen. I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> uh. Sorry, love. Sorry, love. To my next favourite person (laughs) in the world, Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) It's not like that. You don't. You don't know. You don't understand. I don't know. I've seen pictures of your man man cave. It sounds a lot like that. To be perfectly (laughs) honest. Have dinner with a man cave. That might. That might work. That might work for her as well. (laughs) Anyway. As we're trying to move this podcast along a yeah, little bit. Yeah, sorry, carry on. <laughs> yeah. um, Chiefs play at Denver on Monday Night Football. It, and it's these Monday Night games that are just real killers for us over here as well. Because if you want to watch it live, it's like, what, one twenty, one thirty in the morning kickoff. Mm-hmm. Um, are you gonna, you guys going to be watching it? 
Yeah. Are you going to be watching it live? Yeah. You're not just going to wake up after you, you know, your Pringle Fest or something and watch 40 minutes. You know, on... the thing is for me, like, I don't have my wife's anniversary the following day, so <laughs> I can stay up without any consequences and, you know, maybe just record the podcast and then sleep on Tuesday night. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I, for one, might be watching it live. Um, you won't be. I, I know. I have a two month old. <laughs> getting up in the middle of the night to watch football. Yeah, you might, w- you might be, mate. You might be. No, I will be watching it in the morning just before I go to work. I'll get up an hour early and watch it then. Yeah, I, I'm gutted because I think this is going to be such a a big game that there's going to be lots of conversation online as well with everyone. And it is, would be a good game to stay up and watch because you feel like part of a special crew when you're staying up and watching those games because you feel a bit slightly more hardcore than everyone else. Yeah, anyone can do six o'clock on a Sunday, right? Exactly, exactly that. So I do feel like I'm missing out on something, but kind of at the moment it's like sleep when I can. And so when if I could be sleeping, I'm going to be sleeping. So the Chiefs will, are going to have to take a rain check for one week, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. No, I like watching it live. I can't watch it on a, the Game Pass 40 or whatever it is. I just can't watch it like that. I've got to know what's happening, and I've got to watch it literally right in front of my eyes. I can't watch a game back. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me whatsoever. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I always remember the one that um, when um, it was the Doink game, mm-hmm. and uh, that game looked dead and buried for the full, you know, the full, the full fourth quarters, wasn't it? And um, when the Chiefs managed to tie it and take it into overtime, it got to the point where I was like, I had this decision to make, and I was thinking, do I stay up? watch the rest of it and then just be dog tired for work or what um, committed at that point so I, can, I was committed just... then yeah yeah. I, I mean there was a point in that game I was like oh we, we, we're totally losing this game now yeah it would have been horrible staying up for that game and losing it you would yeah. have gone to work miserable but it's, it does give you a little bit of a boost for the, in a day if you've stayed up that late and have won the game Yeah, um, which luckily we had I think it finished 20 to 6 UK time and yeah. I remember it rightly because I had work at 7 so I managed to get half an hour of sleep quickly and then get up, jump in the shower and then go to work. So The thing is, you're not, do you, have... you don't sleep, though, because you're wired that much because of a win. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a drug and fuel. It stuff. is. It's just <laughs> adrenaline goes through, and then by about 11 o'clock, you're just dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't mind that happening again as long as we get the W. Exactly, exactly that. Yeah, so... Um, but... There's quite a few t- things to talk about in this podcast because we've actually got a mailbag episode which uh, Tom's kindly put on the Facebook page and Twitter. Uh, so we've got loads of questions and we've we've got some carried over from um, the beginning of the week as well, where we did the um, you know the post game kind of discussion with me and Tom before. Um, but is there anything in there that you think catches your eye on the on the questions? Cheers for putting me on the spot, Brad. Um, yeah, hang on, I'm just getting, I'm just getting onto the, uh, the the Facebook page now because I did have it up, but I was looking at Denver Broncos stats. So if it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's your show. You're meant to be planning this. Week. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm winging it this week. You're winging it. Okay, yeah, excellent. I've got an anniversary to plan. This okay, well, week. <laughs> this week. We don't wing it every other week. <laughs> Welcome to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast, everybody. Um, yeah, research is the number one thing. Right. Hang on, right, yeah, I've got I've got some here, hang on, hang on, where we are here. Uh, what does barbecue donkey taste like? That's from Andrew Brown. 
Moving uh, on. Neil Smith, <laughs> he, uh, he asks, are we getting ahead of ourselves? Or is this the type of divisional game that could be a real test? I mean, getting ahead of ourselves in what? In terms of like thinking we're going to roll over Denver? Yes, I'd say I'd say that's how he meant the question. I think the first three games kind of justify that, though. Because what we think, what we've seen has been amazing. I think Denver look pretty anemic on mm-hmm. offense, barring a couple of big plays. They haven't consistently been able to move the ball. The defense is good, not as dominant as it once was but it's still good. They're still generating pressure on the quarterback, but mm. I certainly don't think this is, you know, especially if you consider yourself a, a Super Bowl contender, I don't think this is the sort of team you look at with fear, but I certainly don't think you can take them lightly either because as with any divisional game you've seen in past years, anything can happen you know, just a few of the last couple of Denver games is all you have to look at to see how crazy some of the games can get sometimes. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure sure Reed will have them all ready to go, and yeah, I don't think he'll allow them to take him lightly. Yeah, well, I I just think this offense just warrants the fact that we should all get hyped for this game because this is. Probably one of the be- the most high powered offenses we've ever had, and we're going against a, a Denver defense where they've got a brilliant defensive line. I'll give them that. You know the the, uh, the pass rushes and all that that they've got at the minute. We all know about Von Miller, but we haven't really seen anything much of uh, Bradley Chubb, the new guy, have we? But after that, I don't think this offense fears anyone, and it's. It's all down to the play design and everything like that because I mean, there's so much movement in those those previous games that we've seen of this offense. I don't think the Broncos can keep up with this, and they're not the quickest either. See, if this game's going to be won or lost anyway, I think it's going to be won or lost on our defense. Yeah, um, because Case Keenum he hasn't exactly lit the league up so far. What five interceptions in three games? Passer rating so far of 84 against the Seahawks, 61 against the Raiders, and 67 against the Ravens. So really, relatively poor. Um, that's a good memory, that. That's yeah, I know. Tell me about it. It's mm. more so of um, the Case Keenum of the year bef- the years before last season. Certainly not yeah. replicating his fourth. What Case Keenum year. is actually like, as opposed to a anomaly, anomaly year, basically. So I think this game will be. One and loss on the defence. I think the offence will have its way. It will put up points. I don't expect them to put up as many points as they have done so mm. far. Because I think this is probably the best defence we've faced so far. Yeah. In, in the most high-pressured situation that Pat Mahomes has been in as well. I know he's played in Denver before. But let's be honest, it was a Week 17 game. It didn't mean anything. It was just a, a trial run for him. This is going to have the national um, attention. It's going to have international attention. Everyone is going to be tuning in to watch Pat Mahomes on Monday Night Football. It's his first primetime game. So, although I expect him to do well, I don't expect him to do as well. So, a lot's going to be dependent on the defense and can they stop Case Keenum? They probably can stop Case Keenum, then they will, they should steamroll this game. Because mm-hmm. if you look at their run game, they've got Philip Lindsay, who's had a good start to the season, but it's not exactly. <laughs> a well-being offence if you look at their game against the Ravens they they put up 14 points in the first quarter 
but didn't score again after that. What's Even the deal? Then, Is he suspended or? I know he got ejected um, from Sunday for throwing up. I haven't lunch. seen anything, so I don't, I don't know if the league. It was a bit of an odd one, that yeah, because he, he he was claiming he was punching the ball out, but I've never seen any other player do that before. <laughs> no, he definitely wasn't. <laughs> punching he was the definitely ball. not punching the ball. No, out, he's yeah. definitely not doing that. No, um, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing that our run D needs to look at really, because they have really kind of done okay with the rushing yards um, previous games just off the top of my head where um, for Denver against the Seahawks was 146 yards uh, against the Raiders it was 168 and 120 against the Ravens so they use the run a lot um, so I'm expecting our run D to really you know, have a bit of a game in that in this one I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to this. Can't wait. Yeah, well, I mean, I it's, it's, also, it's also going to depend on how fast the start we get out to. Because obviously, if we get out to the fast starts like we've had in previous weeks, Denver can't lean on their run game mm-hmm. because the game will be gone before they know it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's been, you know, the good thing about our offense so far is that I guess it's taken a little bit of pressure off the run D and, um, you know, when you get out to fast starts, teams can't just grind the ball and, you know, just gradually wear you down because they've got to try and keep up with you on offense. So, yeah. like, you know, this team's averaging, what is it, 38.3 points a game or something like that? Crazy, isn't it? Um, which are insane numbers. So, as I say, like, I don't think Denver can use their previous game plans in a game like this because that game will be gone before they know it. So you think our offence dictates the game right from the start, don't you? From, from if we get out to the, the fast start like previously, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That That's the thing. It, it dictates to the other team. You know, if you're 20, like against the Steelers, if you're 21 points up in that game, yeah, they, they just can't run the ball anymore because you're going to kill yourself by eating clock away. Look at 49ers with 35 to seven up or 35 to 10 up at half time in that game it's yeah. like the, the teams just have to basically abandon their offensive game plans just to try and keep up with the Chiefs offense yeah um, question from Andy John Johnson: what records will Patrick Mahomes break this week I suppose the only one that everyone's looking at is the, the total Manning touchdowns one. yeah the Manning one which is 16 touchdowns isn't it in the it needs first another three weeks. to tie it Four to be Manning yeah, went back to back four touchdown weeks, week four and five. Really? Um, so It'd be nice to do that yeah. in Denver, wouldn't it? Oh yes, yes oh, it oh, would. Oh, oh, oh. It'd be nice what, to do that. What was Denver. Manning's record in the end for that that year in terms of touchdowns? Fifty-five. Fifty-five. Mahomes wow. is on pace for sixty-nine at the minute. Wowzers. Obviously um, not going to keep up that pace, but it just shows how ridiculous I both say it, Manning's and. Mahomes starts were because Manning was only one TD behind him at this point mm-hmm. when he went 55 so he was still on pace for a ridiculous number of touchdowns as well um, and he slowed down towards the end of the year but I think that will always happen as the weather gets a little bit colder and it can sometimes be a little bit harder to throw especially up in Denver um, but yeah I say like He's not going to throw for 69, but you definitely think he's, you know, already nearly halfway to breaking a Chiefs record for passing touchdowns in a year, in three games. So 
you'd like to think 40 is probably a realistic target at this point now. This, this team reminds me a lot of that Denver offense from 2014. Um, I see a lot of similar similarities in the way they set up plays as well. Like a lot has been said about the Chiefs pre-snap movement um, over this week and last. And I remember rightly that Peyton Manning used to do that a lot with his 2014 team and to get the defense to move. And I remember the Chiefs adopting um, on defense the to not move with the pre-snap. And I remember, I, I can't remember why I... Bleh, I forgot what I was going to say. What was I saying, boys? I have no idea, mate. Not a clue. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that was the professional podcast yet again. The supremo so, of our heads abroad, ladies. I was going to say, is this where we get to rip the shit out of Tom now? Like, <laughs> Brad's at his turn, we're back on top. Yeah, no, I remember Stop being the, an idiot, Tom. The Chiefs adopting a style where they wouldn't go with the pre-snap movement against the, uh, against the Broncos. It was a Sunday night, and they didn't totally get torn up so is is that the way to try and beat the Chiefs offense if you're on defense is to try and not show what you're doing on defense whether you're zone or man to try and disguise as much as possible it's not, I don't think it's even that I, just, I, I don't think it's a, an offense you can stop it's an offense you can contain and limit the damage you're not trying you're not going to successfully stop the Chiefs offense because there's too many weapons you've got Hunt, Kelsey, Hill, Watkins, Conley, Robinson, even Thomas to an extent as well. Mm. Um, and with how well the offensive line's been playing so far as well to start the season, you know, it it is just a case of can you just restrict the damage because if you can restrict the damage, the Chiefs' defence is not good enough that, you know, they can win games right now mm -hmm. for the Chiefs so yeah I think you know it's probably a case of if you hold the Chiefs offense under 30 points you've got a realistically good chance of winning a game against the Chiefs this year yeah yeah uh, it actually leads off sorry Brad, go on. Dave, no, go on. Dave talking about O-line we actually got a question from Colin Gilpin um, Cameron, Cameron Irving seemed to be playing well at left guard do you agree and how do you rate the O-line play so far uh, overall very good I've not really looked into specifics too much at individuals mm -hmm. um, so I couldn't comment specifically on Irving but overall the line has played very well um, Mahomes get, getting flushed a few times but for the most part he's he's been kept pretty clean in the pocket um, run game wise not great but I say I think a lot of that has just been running the ball in situations where we've been up by a lot. And so teams have been selling out against the run. So I'd expect, especially as teams definitely you know, try and slow down the homes, that you'll start to see the running lanes open up a little bit over the next few weeks as well. So, yeah, I'd say overall um, much improved on, on last year. But I think part of that is obviously you know, the consistency on the line, you know, with having the same five guys playing every every week, seem, you know, is obviously a, a big help, I think. There was I, one part of the game that I liked from Cameron Irving, especially, was Mahomes scrambled and he took took a slide and a 49ers player, I can't remember for love nor money who it was, 
took a shot at Mahomes and the first guy over there to be protect Mahomes and get up in the defender's face was Cam Irving. Um, I've always got a lot of time for any offensive lineman that protects the quarterback. So it was good to see that it was him, a relatively new player compared to the rest of the offensive line, mm-hmm. uh, protecting his guy. I, I've been impressed myself with Irving. Um, I wasn't expecting to be after the preseason because he was a bit of a turnstile in the preseason. But Mahomes isn't seeing too much pressure and he's not getting hit as much as we thought he would. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm relatively happy with the offensive line play. I think the fact that nobody's talking about the offensive line is is the biggest compliment enough, isn't it? Yeah, it's like cornerbacks. You never yeah. want to hear a cornerback's name. Yeah. Um, who did we keep hearing last year? Philip Gaines, Philip Gaines, Philip Gaines, Philip Gaines. That's because Philip Gaines was getting picked on left, yeah. right and centre. So, yeah. all about Scandrick in the first the first week. but He's uh, done all right. He's improved. I wouldn't yeah. say he's doing great still, but he's not completely dreadful, at least, anymore. No, he seems to have uh, sorted out whatever issues it was. I mean, it, again, it could have been that it's a new team and all that kind of thing, and we've we've already given him the excuses that you know it does take time to gel with the team and that. But he seems to be doing all right, this Scandrick. Again, he's not one of those that I've been mentioning quite a bit on the Arrowheads Abroad uh, game day tweets. So uh, he must be doing all right. <laughs> he must be doing all right. Um, Timothy Rowley's asked, what's the Broncos' weakness and how do you think we could exploit it? Do they have one or do they have many? Oh, Case Keenum. <laughs> Case yeah. Keenum, yeah. I mean, just, it's... I think, yeah, their offense in general is probably their weakness right now. Yeah. Um, like when you're relying on a undrafted free agent rookie running back, to generate offense says a lot about the state of your offense really for me yeah it's not, it's not that they haven't got weapons though but they've got Demarius Thomas they've got Sanders got Sutton they've, they've got players that have caused us headaches in the past it's just I, I just I'm not invested or bought into the Case Keenum thing whatsoever I think he was in such a good situation last year in the Vikings who have got one of the best offensive offensive units in the league mm-hmm. that he performed above and beyond himself last year and for the Broncos to go out and give him the contract that they did just tells me everything about John Elway as a GM John Elway got lucky with one move getting Peyton Manning mm-hmm. and I'm oh, sorry and Demarcus Ware and has pretty much been living off it ever since and I just think they're a mess at quarterback now this is when Case Keenan throws for three four hundred yards and four touchdowns and the Denver runs close defense. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. also chased Daniel lighted up in the preseason didn't we against yeah, this defense so. so I just think we've played Case Keenum a, a few times before I think when he was at Texans didn't do anything then I just I, I think they've got such a deficiency at quarterback that they can't possibly be a good team because they haven't got the defense they once had. Peyton Manning and Osweiler weren't great in 2015, but the defense they had was one of the greatest defenses we've ever seen. So that could carry them through. I just don't think they've got the, the overall team to carry Case Keenum through to the playoffs to be a relatively good side. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I think that's where their biggest weakness lies. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that Von Miller's the best player, though, isn't it? I mean, what has he had so far? Has he had about four sacks or something this season? Something daft like that. He's consistently their best player. He's in, great. He's one of the best players player. in the league. Yeah. yeah, he's he's phenomenal. Like as much as we all love Justin Houston, and Justin Houston had that one elite season. Yes, Von Miller might not have had a season as good as Justin Houston statistically, but Von Miller, you've got Justin Houston at ninety percent, but Von Miller is hundred percent. He is 
easily top two, top three defenders in the league. He's a generational talent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just seeing a message from uh, Jeff Gould. Should we be resting our starters for this game? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, in reference to the Week 17 game where uh, the Broncos fans deny that any of their starters played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm expecting more from Mahomes in this game. Um, I think he's just going to have a, an absolute, just a, an absolute party against their secondary. It's just going to be so fun. It's just going to be so fun. Can't wait. Uh, what sort of questions have we got here? Uh, if Patrick Mahomes only throws two touchdowns, will that be considered some sort of failure on his part in the eyes of some people? Corey Jones has said that one. But if we win and he only scores two touchdowns, I'm happy with that. You can't. He's going to have games where he only throws for two touchdowns he's going to have games where he throws for one he led us he led us to a win in Denver last year and he didn't throw any touchdowns mm. yeah. um, he put us in position to score touchdowns but I don't think TD should be the measuring stick for whether Patrick Mahomes has a good game or not um, obviously it's nice if he can carry on adding to this this record and carry on breaking these records but if he throws for 400 yards but only passes for one touchdown but the Chiefs come out of the win then he's done his job yeah. I think you need to look at the the win first and then start dissecting performances and see how they do individually Yeah, I, I don't think Pat Mahomes is bothered about stats he's yeah. on. He's bothered about making an impact and the best way to make impact is win football games it's interesting to think though that there's quite a few people mentioning that at some point he's going to hit this kind of lull and mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of talking around about week four, week five time now where this kind of thing happened last season where we were on such a high what we went five games uh, unbeaten and then we hit this real horrible patch didn't we mm-hmm. is that do you think that's in everybody's mindset at the minute that this could happen in a similar way that we've we've hit this high and then somebody figures out how Mahomes plays and how this offence plays and then we hit this this downward spiral I think it's clutching if I'm yeah. being honest, um, I think they are looking at Andy Reid and looking at Andy Reid teams and the way they play in September, and that's what they're basing their opinion of. But yeah. there's not been anything to show us so far, and no one's come out and said anything that all of a sudden the team's going to get it together and know how to beat the Chiefs. Okay, it does doesn't help that it comes hand in hand that the first game we have in October is going to be against the best defensive unit in the league or one of the one of the two best anyway so if if it comes to the next week and we, we lose against Jacksonville then everyone's going to say oh look it's October it's going to happen no we're just playing one of the better units in the league there's going to be games where Mahomes isn't going to be able to light up there's going to be games where the offence isn't going to isn't going to put it all together but it's not necessarily about those games it's how they respond to those games last year we had a couple of bad performances but then it just spiralled out of control when we had bad performance on top of bad performance I think this team has enough about them that if it does happen even if it happens on Monday night that they can respond the following week and they have enough weapons as well that they can't all have bad games at the same time Mm -hmm. like if you hold one to a bad game then chances are another one's going to have a good game like look look at Tyreek Hill he's had two relatively quiet performances compared to week one but it hasn't mattered because Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins have been like like Mm -hmm. out uh, the, the key is Patrick Mahomes as long as Patrick Mahomes can keep his head then this Chiefs offense should continue to roll right talking about roll have you seen the uh, the instructional video from uh, the NFL 
regarding the um, the best way to sack a quarterback. I don't want to talk about it. Have you have you seen it? Makes me I upset. <laughs> the person that put that video together or decide those rules has never ever played football before. It's insane. Even I'm watching it, going, how is he supposed to stop himself when he's going up full pelt at a quarterback, and he has to get to that quarterback in in what two three seconds? Not even that sometimes. Yeah. And he's got to try and get, and, and he's got to what? Put the brakes on, or he's got to roll. He's got to roll the quarterback onto him, so that the quarterback doesn't get injured. It it's, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It right. just doesn't. Obviously, if people want to go back and listen to our last show, we spent about ten minutes talking about this particular new rule, yeah. and I don't think the NFL have come out and helped themselves by releasing this video because. All it says to us is that they really haven't got a clue. Yeah. Um, we said it last show. It's a violent sport. People like the violence. People like the hitting. Um, the quarterbacks are paid handsomely, so they can take these hits. Yes, they don't want the faces being of the league being hurt, but that's just the name of the game. This rule is only introduced because of what happened to Aaron Rodgers last year. If that injury doesn't happen, mm-hmm. then this this rule doesn't exist so I, I just don't know where they're going I think they just need to bite the bullet and accept that they got it wrong like the hits like Clay Matthews hit last week yeah that can't that can't be a penalty so I, I noticed on the video that they um, circled out D Ford as well for one of his hits in on Ben yeah. Roethlisberger apparently it's all the, all the weight or something the body yeah. weight on the, on the quarterback and it just looked like he was giving him an angry cuddle <laughs> is that what uni misses do as well Tom yeah <laughs> an angry, angry cuddle, cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Brad only dreams of about these days but you know yeah, he's just, yeah. he's just there, he's just there like yeah Henry, <laughs> Henry's asleep fancy an angry cuddle shall we have an angry cuddle <laughs> an angry cuddle <laughs> no if you haven't seen the video of this uh, of the NFL trying to explain sorry what... I thought you were going to say if you hadn't seen the video of Tom and Tom and his missus Tom's like, angry oh, cuddles oh, yeah. so, 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 so. <laughs> no no, no, I'm moving on from that. Circulating around. I don't want to see any angry cuddles from Tom. <laughs> if you want to see it, just head to the British YouTube channel. It's all on there. <laughs> I haven't Newcastle, put it on there be there in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Newcastle, be there. You're not going, Dave. No, I'm not. No. Oh, you, you. What are you, what are you going to do? What are, what are all your fans going to do? Probably just forget about me because you're there. Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Dave's you're not the main going, attraction sadly. anyway, mate. It's fine. Don't worry about it. No, it's Tom's dimples, apparently. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the the amount of people that question about Tom's dimples. I bet those dimples get really, really clear when he's having those angry cuddles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, where's this podcast going? Where's it going? Um, do we have any questions from Twitter, Tom? Do, do we have we have a from couple. Um, I can't believe that this question is being asked, considering what we go on about all the time. But Carl Standard has asked, I need to get a new Chiefs jersey. Which player should I go for? Ideally, somebody who's not going to leave any time soon. So who could who could that be? Someone's I've got a list of soon. names. Um, it's one name long. Um, <laughs> a list of one. His name is Um, Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, if you're worried about people leaving, there's one person who's definitely not going to be leaving. Tyreek Hill? 
for the next uh, could do yeah, if he wants big money yeah it's got to be Mahomes if, you, like, if you're Jones, buying a jersey if you're buying a jersey now and you want one that's going to last because that's the good thing about American football jerseys is that they don't change them very often um, unlike uh, our football over here where they bring out free kits a season it ends up costing an arm <laughs> was it five one year for Man United probably something crazy like that it's just extortion isn't it but yeah. the, the American football is very good the, the only worry you have is with with players I was going to so, say players leave yeah. much more frequently yeah. with American so, football it's got to be Mahomes on that logic alone just go for Mahomes he's the most exciting player in the league He's going to be around for 10, 15 years. So It'll get people talking as well. You know, yeah. people will be asking you about the Chiefs, and you'll be like, oh, well, the Chiefs are pretty good. We've got this quarterback. His name's Patrick Mahomes. And then, lo and behold, our heads abroad gets one member bigger. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. We all well, win. You could always get a, a, a self made one, you know, like a, a customised one. What, an our heads abroad? Jesse? No, no. But yeah, you could have one of those. Yeah, definitely. But. The um, you can get your I think the the hundred quid for a, a customized jersey with your own name on or something like that or have you or got is, one, Brad? I haven't got one. I've got one. <laughs> uh, Brad, Brad in his man cave wearing his personalized jersey. Like. I've got a Wembley one. <laughs> yeah, but you won that. I, I want to see you get the Britchie. Gu- guaranteed, when you rock up in Newcastle ne- the weekend after next, he'll be wearing that personalized jersey, like he's never taken it off. Do you know? Is that like? Do you think that's a bit like, I don't know, pretentious? It suits you down to the ground, then, mate, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what getting the Brit Chief on the back of a yeah. back of a jersey? No, I don't think I'd go that far. You've already got the Wembley one. Yeah. I've got the Wembley one. Yeah, I do love that one. That's it's, it is my favourite one. But everybody seems to think it's a Mahomes one because it's got fifteen on it from twenty fifteen. So it's a win win. So yeah. In fact, when we were on the tour of Arrowhead, one of the guys actually um, mentioned about number fifteen, Mahomes, and I was like, "No, it's not. It's got Wembley on the back." I totally, totally done him. <laughs> totally done him. <laughs> so um, yeah, to answer the question, anybody you want, mate? Really, Mahomes is your, is your Mahomes number is your one. safe bet. <laughs> it's your safe bet. About or as safe a bet as you can get for the next decade, probably. So. Well, yeah, exactly. If you plan on having your, your jersey, probably that the long. next fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. It really is as good as he's looking. <laughs> Adam Tinsley's asked. I'm moving us on. I'm sorry, guys. Cool. I'm playing boss. I'm playing boss man now. Um, Adam Tinsley's asked. Will we go into week five as the only NFL, any, only team unbeaten in the NFL? So the Rams play the Vikings tonight. So no, right? Rams most people tonight. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I don't know who. Oh, it's, and yeah, the Dolphins have got the Patriots on Sunday. So I think it would I be think the Dolphins two. could could pull a shock out there. That Patriots defense looks bad. And not like bad for the <coughs> Patriots. It looks <coughs> bad. Yeah, but they don't have the offense to make up for it. Yeah. That's the Patriots problem right now is it's all right to have a a bad defense if your offense is otherworldly. Just ask the Saints or the Falcons or the Chiefs or the Chiefs. But the Patriots don't have that right now. Their best receiver at the minute is Gronk, which great. Who's the next best guy that's been playing of recently? Edelman's been suspended. Josh Gordon's only just got into the building. Mm-hmm. Amandora hasn't been playing well either, has he? His next, next best pass catchers are Chris him. Hogan and um, Philip Dorsett. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Brad, Amandora now plays for the Dolphins. Oh, he does, doesn't he? he does. God, yeah. 
I wonder if stats are bad. Yeah, as I say, the Patriots might, you know, the Patriots will somehow find a win way to win probably 10, 11 games again minimum because that's what they do every year. But we're getting... That dynasty's going to end sooner on, rather than later. Say it, say it Dave. Go it's, on. Going, it's going to end sooner rather than later and I think it's definitely on the horizon. Right this could now. be one of the many bets that I... I, I want the one that actually might okay. win. Okay, here, here, here's the bet <laughs> I'm willing to make the Patriots miss the playoffs this year. I said that. I said that. You're on the you're on you're on the bandwagon now, mate. That's Patriots it. will That's miss great. the playoffs this year. You, you sat next to me. I am about that. legitimately the Dolphins. Yeah, I, people haven't been talking about the Dolphins. The Dolphins are ten and one in mm. Tan Hill's last eleven starts. That that that's a good football team. Mm. You say what you want, like. You know, like the Chiefs never used to get. I'm not saying they're going to go into the Super Bowl because, you know what, they're probably not good enough. But they do remind me a lot of the Chiefs of maybe three, four years ago. Yeah. Where they're a very good team that maybe just doesn't have quite all the pieces yet. They've had a clear out though as well, haven't they? Yeah, they've they've, they've brought in some new faces. Um, they've they've got a lot of speed on offense. A lot of speed on offense. Um, and. As I say, like if Tannehill can play well, then I say I I I genuinely think they can win that division. And yeah. I say I don't see two playoff teams coming out of that division. So yeah. I was gonna say if if the Dolphins make it, the Patriots miss out basically. Yeah, I've said for a while, Patriots they don't look like the team they were because well they just haven't got the pieces like you just said. But I'm not so. ready just to count them out just quite yet. Because jump on board, Dave. Because There's a seat here for you, mate. That that just magician Bill Belichick will come up with something somehow. I don't know what he'll do. Bill do something. Yeah. And Tom Brady will still play like he's twenty five years old, and everyone will question. Maybe his secret water does have all that magical ingredients that makes you play better secret and stops water. you from getting sun sunburnt. Look it up. It's ridiculous. It's, Honestly, stupid. But hey, maybe you have to start believing if the Patriots don't never ever stop losing. <laughs> is there any more questions, Tom? Because if there isn't, I've got something I want to discuss. There's several, but no, we've been running for far too long as it is. We have already. Let's go on to what you've got to say. <laughs> we've uh, we've we've got to bring up the news at the minute. Wait, it, it, can you call it news? Because nothing's really happened. Um, Earl Thomas was supposedly. Uh, unhappy at the Seahawks, and it sounded like they were going to get rid of him in the offseason. Yeah, Is this, yeah. And the um, apparently he's not turned up for training because of what I think somebody said it was headaches or something. Like that. I don't know what it was. And then all of a sudden, there's this trade room has kicked off, and it always happens, doesn't it? You know, a big player comes along, and and you know the Chiefs should trade for them. The Chiefs should trade trade for them. But Earl Thomas is he the missing link? Between the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl this year and not lo- and not winning the Super Bowl this year, I wouldn't say he's the missing link, but he certainly is a big help towards getting there. <laughs> I say that much. Like he is legitimately one of the best safeties in the NFL, and has been pretty much every year since he got drafted. Um, he is honestly a game changer, and makes a defence so much better um, but 
as I say, there's, I still think there's other problems on the Chiefs' defense that it doesn't suddenly make us the favorites for the Super Bowl. It certainly helps us out a big amount, but I don't think it suddenly makes us like the clear favorites or anything. Yeah. Tom? You know I want him. You're all over this, aren't you? (laughs) I am. Really am all over this. Like, I don't put as much stock into draft capital as other people do because I see it as a lottery most of the time. As we said the other day, a lot of draft picks bust. Mm -hmm. So I am all about known quantities. That's why I'm surprised only 17 teams put in for two draft picks for Khalil Mack. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm surprised there wasn't any offers of substantial value for OBJ in, in the off season as well because I, you know what you're getting with El Thomas. Okay, he's 29. Okay, you're going to have to extend him. Well, the Chiefs have cap room. Um, mm. Seth, our good buddy Seth, um, put it out there yesterday that the Chiefs have got like 55 million in cap room coming next year and then 65 the year after and there's only a handful of guys they need to extend like the, the pressing needs to extend sooner rather than later are, are Morse, Chris Jones and Tariq Hill well they're not going to take all of that cap space mm-hmm. so th- the Chiefs can afford L Thomas Okay, they're going to have to backload a contract which is what they've done pretty much for the last five or six years since Andy Reid's been in town but just go for it because he will make a difference he's not going to turn this unit into an elite unit but are you telling me that when good our our points differential isn't going to go up, isn't going to be bigger when Old Thomas is in town? Because you're not going to be able to pass on the Chiefs like mm-hmm. the teams can do now. Like they're going for us like a knife through butter, aren't they? At the moment, or a hot knife through butter rather. Yeah. And I think if you make this, just take the leap and make this trade. It sends a message out that the Chiefs are not building for 2019 they're ready to win now go out and win the Super Bowl now because the AFC is trash it, honestly it's terrible the AFC it we're, talking, it, about, it? we're yeah. talking about the Patriots you two, two are talking about the Patriots possibly missing the, uh, the playoffs altogether the Jags still have Blake Ball so they've got a headache there the Steelers are beatable the Steelers are beatable we proved that two weeks ago the Ravens are probably the team that I would like least like to play at the moment because Although Flacco's not great, as a, as a whole, they look pretty good. But Jack in general, the AFC, the AFC is terrible. Compare it to the other conference. The NFC is brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant, the NFC. Like, if we were in the other side, then we wouldn't be looking at a top two seeds. We'd be hopefully looking for a wild card or a division, a division win, possibly. And that's about it. But mm. whilst this window is open, and it is wide open at the moment, go out, get old Thomas, pay the man what he wants. And then go with it because if you're looking at a situation, if Eric Berry does somehow miraculously come back, you've got but them two as well, and all of a sudden the secondary went from a position of weakness to borderline position of strength. I just think go for it and go all out for the Super Bowl. The time is now. That's what you're saying, isn't it? The time is now. The thing is, I would probably preach caution a little bit on that to an extent because those bad can contracts of what got us into Capel the last few years. Mm-hmm. And you know, as much as Earl Thomas is a big piece on defense, and I would most certainly like to see the Chiefs try and get him. I don't think you break the bank to get him because we've got, you know, if Mahomes is as good as advertised, as we said before, 
we have 15 years of Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Like, look at the Patriots. They've had Brady since 2003, mm-hmm. 2002, 2003. Their window's been 15 years, regardless of whether they've had an all-pro safety or not. But they're an anomaly, aren't they? Like, yeah, but do. that's what I'm saying. But that's what a QB... Look at the Steelers with Roethlisberger. <laughs> you know, look at the the Packers when Rodgers is healthy. You know, look at the Saints with Breeze when he has a defense that isn't total trash. It's like a quarterback is the big game changer. And it's mm-hmm. like, yes, these guys help, and he certainly will help. But just, I say, just, I think, preach caution a little bit because I don't want to see the Chiefs with, obviously, they've got guys coming up that need to extend in the next year or two. It's like, don't put yourself in a situation where you're having to pay a 32-year-old safety, you know, ten, twelve million dollars a year, and then he's not playing like a ten to twelve million dollars safety. Isn't the whole point of making the most of a rookie contract quarterback this this first three or four years where Mahomes cost us peanuts that we can these first three four years we can afford to make splashes. Yeah, but I say I have a different view on draft capital to you also, though. Whereas, like, you know, why have the Jags been as good as they have recently? Because they've drafted really well. They've brought in some key free agent pieces, don't get me wrong, but they've drafted really well. You know, well, that Broncos defense that we talked about before that was so, so good were guys that the Broncos had drafted. You know, I think, like, you don't want to go out and give up too much to get a safety that's going to be a free agent at the end of the year anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is nearly 30 years old. Like, certainly test the waters and see if you can get them at a price that you think is reasonable. But I just think, like, the Chiefs are not in a... They're in the second year of Mahomes' five-year rookie deal. Four years and a fifth-year option. Yeah. So they've got four years of Mahomes right now on his rookie deal. There is not a rush to go out and get one guy now that hurts you in a year or two. Just as I say, like if the deal works, by all means do it. Just don't I say I'd probably take a different view to the former, just don't pay whatever because I say it could come back to haunt us in a year or two when we think, think oh, we want this other piece that could push us over the edge but we can't afford it now because we spent money yeah. Previously, I think the telling sign that happened today was uh, Eric Reed getting signed by the Panthers, and I thought he's a much cheaper alternative to what Thomas is, and the Chiefs didn't even bother with him. So that that tells me that the Chiefs aren't really even going to be looking at the safety position now. I think that the Chiefs were staying clear of Eric Reed, regardless. Um, we touched on it with the Marcus Peters. Well, I said yeah. we touched on it. We we went in depth for it through about four or five shows. But um, I think we know the reason why Eric Reed wasn't signed, or at least we're going to speculate the reason mm-hmm. why he wasn't signed. So um, I think Eric Reed could have been the last safety on earth, and I still think the Chiefs wouldn't have signed him. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. After what? How? How keen they were to get rid of uh, Peters. There was no way they were going to bring in someone like um, Reed. After that, no chance. Yeah. Okay, 
Well, it's nice to get your thoughts on that. I know Tom's got a, an article at the minute on the Arrowheads Abroad website. Go and check that out. He basically discusses should the Chiefs really go for this deal and should they go really go for Thomas. So, yeah, check I'm, that out. I can't lie, Brad. I can't take credit for that. It's actually Owen's article. So, but <gasps> You've got your name on anyway. it. Thanks for the plug anyway. Oh, have yeah. I? Yeah. Have I oh, ha- oh have I? <laughs> <laughs> My <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> well done, Owen. It's a good I'd, read, mate. I'd love to take uh, credit for someone else's work, but I can't. Um, <laughs> so I'll be changing that now. <laughs> I'll be changing that now because you've been you've been thwarted. That's what it is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, before we go, guys, predictions. What do we think the Chiefs are going to do against the Broncos? Dev. Offense keeps rolling. Chiefs win again. Probably going to go a little bit less this time because the Broncos' defense is probably the best defense we've played this year so far. But I don't think their offense is good enough to keep up, so I think Chiefs will probably win it 31-17. Okay. Um, Exact same reasoning as Dave. Um, I think Case Keenan might have a little bit more success, though. So I'm going to go for just a one-touchdown win, and the Chiefs win 31-24. 31-24. So we're keeping that close kind of game going, mm-hmm. aren't we, at the minute? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I said before the podcast, and I might, it might have been because I've had a beer, but um, I, I, I actually thought that we were going to 50-burger them. <laughs> and well, now I'm kind of... Last week. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking, uh, I, 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 shall I go back on that a little bit, just turn it down a little tad? But um, I'm, I think I'm committed now, so I'm going to go like something like 51, I don't know, 24 or something daft like that. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be an absolute blowout. First half as well, and I think I, th- I think the Broncos are going to be playing catch up. I hope you're right. <laughs> 50 burger. Yeah, and Mahomes breaks the Manning record, <laughs> smashes it. He does it for week six, week seven, week eight in one game. <laughs> <laughs> in Manning's own other building yeah his second building yeah in his backyard his second backyard yeah yeah I, I think that's that's definitely going to happen <laughs> right is that it can we wind it up it feels like it's it it feels like it's it alright oh, great well it's nice for you to turn up this week Dave it's been lovely <laughs> it's been nice mate you know it's alright <laughs> it's alright don't hate right. you too completely yet that's fine. <laughs> um, we're looking forward to the Newcastle meet as well. So, uh, how many have we got now? Is about twenty-five confirmed? Something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, it's quite a lot. Quite a mm-hmm. lot. Now. A lot of people traveling up there. So, if you are going to it, I can't wait to meet you all again. Um, it should be fun, drinks, food, and everything. So, right, we'll wrap it up then. So, uh, that's it for this week's Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it again. Thanks to Tom and Dave for giving up their time to help out, as always. Help out, have you noticed that? (laughs) (laughs) On the the Brad Simcox show. (laughs) 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 Make sure you subscribe to my podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes so you don't miss a thing. (laughs) So from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.